Welcome to Ink and Impact, the podcast for Christian writers who want to impact their readers. I'm your host, Daylene Bickle, and each week I'll help you keep a pulse on the publishing industry, showcase Christian authors and their books, and share ways you can improve your craft and magnify your message. Whether you're a fiction or nonfiction writer, traditionally or indie published, established or just starting out, this podcast is for you. Welcome to another episode of Ink and Impact. Today I'm going to answer one of the top questions I receive from aspiring authors, and that is what are the best tools to help me write and market my book? I want to start by saying that tools are nice, but they aren't the be all and end all to ensure that you write and finish a quality book. Many aspiring authors mistakenly believe that if they just have X or Y, that latest and greatest tech tool or gadget, then writing would be smooth sailing. That's simply not the case, and anyone who has been an author for any time can verify that. Tools are just tools. When sitting untouched on a table or unopened on your computer, they do absolutely nothing for your book. Instead, writing a book requires you sitting down, taking the initiative, consciously pushing through interruptions and distractions, and actually using those tools to help you put words on the page. Let's consider a biblical example. Think about when David was about to fight Goliath. There stood his older brothers and all the other soldiers simply gaping at Goliath and worrying about how they were going to complete the job. Then along came little David, who offered to take action. The king was skeptical, but he gave David his armor, a tool to protect him, and a spear, a tool to complete the job. But those tools were too big and heavy for David. He chose instead to go with what he was familiar with, his regular attire, his god, and a few rocks for his slingshot. It should be noted that those rocks were there before David arrived. The other soldiers could have used them just as easily as David did, but they didn't see them as effective tools. Yet it was David's heart for the Lord, his comfort with his familiar slingshot, and his motivation to complete the work before him that compelled him to sling those rocks. Now, if you'd like to read the full story of how David defeated Goliath, go to 1 Samuel 17 in the Old Testament of the Bible. But returning to the purpose of this episode of Ink and Impact, I want to point out that you don't need the latest and greatest tech tools, and they might not be a good fit for you. Just like the armor wasn't a good fit for David, it had a purpose, but it wasn't a right fit for him at that time of his life and in that situation. Sometimes all you need is the most basic of things like David's rocks. And sometimes you'll grow as a writer and need bigger, better tools. But regardless of which type of tools you use, one thing remains constant. You always have to take the initiative to write and put in the work and use the tools in order for them to be effective. Remember, your book won't write itself. Tools alone won't write your book. Your book requires you to actually write it. 
So a couple of other important points about tools before we dive in. Tools can also become distractions. It's super easy to spend tons of time figuring out all the bells and whistles of a new program or system and becoming frustrated when they don't work the way you thought they would. Ask me how I know. And tools can sometimes drain your budget. There are lots of free tools out there, but it's easy to be convinced to upgrade to a better plan, better in quotes, or get sucked into FOMO, that fear of missing out. Now, having said that, it's important to realize that there are times when a paid option is best for you. So how do you know which tools to select and when? Well, I have a few tips for you. First of all, pray for God's wisdom. Then be honest in your evaluation of your needs. Be aware of the funds you have available. Now, important note, I'm not talking about the balance left on your credit card limit. I'm talking about the actual amount you have sitting in your bank account. Don't go into debt over tools. Also know what your goals are. And finally, understand what your immediate needs are. All right, got it? All right, so the tools that I'm about to share with you are ones that I personally use. And because I like them, I feel confident in sharing them with you. Note that several of the links are affiliate links. So if you are kind enough to follow the links to the websites and make a purchase, you won't be charged anything extra, but I will receive a minimal commission. This is super helpful to offset the cost of creating this podcast, and I thank you in advance. Now, all of these tools are particularly important for aspiring authors and new writers in general, whether you're a blogger or a copywriter, or, you know, like I said, an aspiring author. But know that these tools will also benefit established writers as well, particularly if you didn't set your foundation up as strong as you had intended at the beginning of your career. Plus, it's always good to be aware of all the options out there in case you learn of something else that will meet your needs better than what you're currently using. All right, so I've divided these into groups, and the first that I'm going to talk about is your website. So the first tool I'm going to recommend is WordPress. Now, if you're a writer, you need a website. Yes, simple landing pages will do when you're at the very, very beginning of your journey, and they're great for offers, like reader magnets, which I explained how to create and distribute back in episode 12. But soon you'll need a place to send people to learn more about you, a safe way for strangers to contact you, and a single repository for all your books and blog posts. WordPress is easy to learn and manage and offers lots of extras for when you grow. But it's important to know that there are two different types of WordPress. There's WordPress.com, where they host your site for you. Um, This is good for if you're really, really, really tech challenged or you're just wanting to get something up really quickly, Um, but it offers fewer customization options. Then there's WordPress.org, which is where you host your own site and it offers greater customization and I will add security options. Personally, I've always gone with the WordPress.org version, but I know many writers who have been happy using the .com version. The choice is yours to make based on your goals. The second tool is Divi theme. Now, if you're using WordPress, you will need to select a theme. This is what your website will look like, how it will be laid out, all right? Divi offers a lot of grab and grow, grab and grow, 
grab and go. That's what I meant to say, templates. Um, in fact, they offer one template specifically for copywriters and they offer another template specifically for authors. Um, or you can create your own template, but those templates are great because they already have everything plugged in there. You just choose that template and it populates those pages um, in that format and it looks um, very professional. You just change the text and of course your pictures if you want to include your own pictures. But Divi offers lots of great online tutorials to walk you through the process if you have any challenges along the way. I was able to create my new website, dailyandbickle.com, completely using the Divi theme by myself. So, and if I can do it, <laughs> a lot of other people can do it. It, it. You don't have to be a tech guru. The third tech tool I'm going to share, um, and the last within the website section, is a hosting company called InMotion. Now, if you elected to go with WordPress.org, you need to find a hosting company for your website. And if you're looking for a secure hosting company, this one fits the bill. Not many in the publishing industry seem to be aware of InMotion, probably because it was created for a corporate setting initially. But their security has been stellar since I switched to them a couple of years ago. Um, haven't had any issues with any hacks or problems. Whereas when my site was with GoDaddy, I had two um, website hacks where I had to recreate different passwords and different things because people had access to all of my information. So I love the security of InMotion. Also, InMotion, like many other hosting companies, offers you um, the opportunity to purchase the domain name through them. That's your URL, you know, that .com or .net or .org that you are going to create. They allow you to control your email addresses and the mailboxes with them and so much more. Now, I admit that the InMotion site is created for developers, so it can appear rather intimidating to the average person. Um, at least I was intimidated by it at first. It isn't sleek and intuitive for the general user, let's put it that way. However, they have stellar customer service agents in both the chat and over the telephone if you want to do things yourself, which I've done. And they offer paid options for certain actions, um, such as if you want them to transfer an existing website um, from a different host to theirs for you. Next, we're moving on to email service providers, those ESPs. Um, so important for authors to have, and I'm sure you've heard this before, to have a newsletter, right? Well, how do you send out a newsletter? How do you collect e email addresses? Well, that's through your email service provider. And I have used many over the years, but the one that I have landed on and love, um, have been using it for, I think, three years at least now, is MailerLite. Um, I've used three different ones, like I said before. And MailerLite is best for me in that it's simple to use, really simple, and it's free for up to a thousand subscribers, which is perfect if you're just starting out. If I do have any challenges, they have great tutorials to walk me through the process, those you know, YouTube videos and things that you can visually see. And MailerLite allows me to create and distribute my email newsletter. It also allows me to create landing pages for my offers. Uh, I can create email sign-up forms that I put on my website, and um, I can set up automatic email messages and series to new subscribers. 
Next is software. And this is the one I think a lot of authors immediately go to, like what software is going to help me write better. Um, and the one that I really prefer lately, especially since I've been working on a novel, but it works just as well as whenever I've been working on nonfiction too, um, but is Scrivener. And this word processor allows me to keep all of my research, um, all of my working chapters, all open and available in one easily viewed location. They have a binder, they have a corkboard feature. If you're old school and you remember those old corkboards that you used the pins to put things up and reorganize things, it's just a fantastic feature. I love that. Um, you just click and drag and drop. And one other thing that is I found so much easier than on Microsoft Word is relabeling things. If I decide to rename a chapter or um, even just cutting and pasting things, it's so much easier in Scrivener. It's very intuitive um, as far as dragging and dropping and everything. However, it does have a learning curve and this is the one where you can get stuck spending a lot of time learning all the bells and whistles. Um, so I do caution you to just learn the basics to get started and actively writing in it uh, if you decide to go with that. But, um, you know, other word processors are perfectly fine too. Microsoft Word is, um, I still use it as a secondary word processor. And what I mean by that is after I write my drafts in Scrivener, then I export it as a Word document. And then I do my self-editing within Word because Word does offer um, a better editing process. Next, we do not want to forget about backups. We don't want to lose the information that we have worked so hard to put into our computer. Those chapters, those books, all of that, our research, we don't want to lose it. Um, I had a close call last week. Um, my computer crashed not once, but twice. But thankfully, I had Dropbox. I love how it integrates into my computer system so my files can automatically be backed up to Dropbox on the cloud rather than just on my PC. Now, I'm a PC user, obviously, I've been talking about that for a while. I can't speak to Macs, I've not used one, except in the business setting, and that was over 20 years ago. So, um, if you're like me and work on a PC, unless you change your system settings, Microsoft Windows automatically backs up a limited amount of your data to their OneDrive on the cloud. They do that for free, but again, it's a limited amount. If you want a full backup, which you do, You'd either need to purchase a plan with OneDrive or purchase a plan like I did with another company like Dropbox. I want to make one additional slightly unrelated note um, regarding backing up is to be sure to keep a printout, you know, the, uh, an actual paper copy of all your passwords and software user license numbers. If I hadn't had that last week, I would have been in a world of hurt. I know there are online password backup managers out there. A lot of people are really promoting those these days, but I heard that one of them was hacked recently. So then they get access to your passwords anyway, right? So I just simply choose to go old school with passwords and I keep a paper copy. Next are systems. So what systems can help us write our books? I have been introduced within the last year or so to Trello. I admit that I am a pen and paper gal at heart. You might have picked up on that already. So getting used to making lists and creating workflows online was a bit of a learning curve, 
but Trello has turned out to be a wonderful repository of all my important to-dos. Um, another benefit of Trello over my notebooks is that if I ever need to collaborate with someone, um, a social media manager or a podcast manager would be nice one day, um, my processes are all right there for them to just pick up where I left off, you know, the what I do first, what comes next, all the checklists of things that have to happen before a podcast episode goes out, um, you know, what I need to do with my book, how my marketing plan, all of that can be outlined in Trello. The amount of work on the front end of setting everything up is, I think, worth it in the long run. Then we get into marketing, and this is going to be the last section I talk about, but we have three tools under here that I want to talk about. Um, so the eighth tool, we're up to eight already, is Canva. If you're not already using Canva to create your marketing materials, allow me to introduce you to your new best friend. You can create everything from social media posts and slideshows that I think are much more beautiful and easy to create than in PowerPoint. And you can create flyers, posters, media kits. It, there are so many options. Whatever you want to market, however you want to market your book, it's there. I used the free version for many, many years before upgrading to the paid version for more features and their excellent branding kit. Um, it really is a great feature. The ninth tool is Unsplash. So this is a completely free website. And um, last I checked, um, most of the photos used within Canva are actually from Unsplash. But within um, Canva, you, you typically need to put text on them or, or, you know, adjust them in some way. But if you want the actual, just the picture by itself, you can go directly to Unsplash and download photos and they are royalty free. Um, you can use them without worrying about having to pay or licensing. Um, it is nice to give the photographer credit if you're able to do that. Um, they always give you the uh, photographer's name when you download the image. But yeah, they're all free and I go there to Unsplash to get my images for the podcast show notes. So when you go to inkandimpact.com and click on the show notes, there's always an image with um, the episode and that's where I get those images. And also that's where I get my zoom background, which if you're on YouTube, you can see right now. Finally, the last tech tool that I'm going to share is something called Linktree. So if you're on social media, and Instagram in particular, you'll often see the phrase in people's captions that say, you know, visit my link in bio or something similar. That's because Instagram doesn't allow direct links and posts like Facebook does. So when you go to that person's bio where one link is allowed and click on it, you're taken to a page that offers a list various options um, to their different offerings, whether it's their book, their newsletter, um, whatever it is that they're offering, an event that they're hosting, all of that is all on that one page that you click to. So I realize my explanation may be clear as mud on that, so be sure to go to the show notes of IncomeImpact.com to this episode and click the Linktree link to see for yourself what I'm talking about. Um, just know it's very, very helpful, especially if you're using Instagram. So in summary, there you have it, the 10 important tech tips for authors covering website creation, email service providers, software, backups, systems, and marketing. 
while not exhaustive and clearly biased, I hope that you found this information useful nevertheless. If so, please do me a favor by leaving a rating or review on your podcast player of choice and tell your writing friends about the Ink and Impact podcast. Your word of mouth recommendations are greatly appreciated. Have you written a Christian book, whether it's fiction or nonfiction? If so, I want to learn about it. Please send me an email to info, I-N-F-O, at inkandimpact.com that includes your name, the book title, a brief summary of what your book is about, like that back um, cover blurb, and a link to where I can see the cover and read a few sample pages. Now, please don't send any attachments or include any photos in the body of the message because I won't be looking at those. But I do want to support my fellow authors, especially indie authors, who have such a hard time getting their books out to the public. So I would love to help you with that. And I would love to review those. And hopefully, if I hear from you, be able to share about them in future episodes. So please do send me that information. The last thing I want to share with you today is a reminder if you are just new to listening or maybe, like I said, a reminder about my weekly writing group specifically for Christian writers called The Inkwell. It's free, it's virtual, and we meet every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. If you'd like to connect with fellow writers, gain encouraging accountability, obtain prayer, and find a dedicated time to actually write, then this is for you. It's like I said, completely free, but you do need to register to join. So go to subscribepage.com forward slash inkwell. Um, the link will be in the show notes, of course. Um, but again, that's subscribepage.com slash inkwell to register. And I would love to see you there next week. That's it for today, fellow pen pusher. Remember, don't just write a book, make an impact.